money. I don't have your money. I know I'd be a lot happier with some extra cash. Is this about money? Oh, man, we got bills to pay, buddy. <laughs> Obviously, this is all about money. I got to talk to you about money. With practical tips and a focus on scripture, let's talk money with Dave and Reb from More Than Enough, the financial show that speaks to the heart of your money story. Real conversations about money for real people. Let's talk money. Are you ready to talk money, Reb? I'm ready to talk money. Yay! It's Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving and we have a lot to be thankful for, and, and money is one of those things. So it, it's pretty true. good topic around pretty, Thanksgiving. Yeah, pretty good topic. And I get a few days off, uh, like three days off. Three days off. Well, to cook. I don't know if that's Rib's, off. Reb's thankful for the time's off. And I'm thankful that you're here joining us and, and you're listening into the podcast. So welcome. This is the show where Dave and Reb talk about the hard issues around money. So we got uh, a regular guest with us uh, today in Ray Borg from Financial Discipleship Canada. Welcome to the show, Ray. You're a regular. Good to be with you guys. <laughs> Good. So a uh, little, little housekeeping, as I always like to do at the beginning and the end. If uh, We've had a, a number of uh, what I would consider really great shows. It was a show that I talked about uh, chickens and, and cryptocurrency. <laughs> so if you missed that one, you just got to go back and listen. More than enough.ca, chri.ca, not mine.ca. That's the, the, the tag here with uh, Ray and Financial Discipleship. So Lots of places to find the podcast uh, if you are just looking to hit play. Of course, uh, we're on uh, a lot of the podcasting platforms. So if we're not on yours, please feel free to reach out, info at morethanenough.ca, and we'll figure out how we can get on your podcasting platform. So there you go. All the housekeeping is done. Let's jump into being thankful. (laughs) You know, I'm a little weary this morning, so maybe you and Ray can just take it. You know, I, don't know. <laughs> I feel like I think you work me really hard. If you wanted a day off, then you know we should have probably arranged it. So let's talk money with Ray and, and Dave. Dave right? Yeah, so, well, that yeah. would be an interesting show. I'd listen. Okay, at least one. <laughs> at least once. Anyway, I'm. I'm. Yeah, I'm weary, but I'm. Uh, yeah, I'm fine. You're here. I'm. As you have said for the last two years, the Lord sustains us, mm-hmm. and that's our motto. Um, okay, so the topic for this morning, of course, is Thanksgiving. Then we kind of, after I talked to Ray, we kind of wove in there being thankful, but also worshiping the one we are thankful to. And then I read this great quote um, uh, by, uh, uh, by a man named James Bryan Smith in a book called The Good and Beautiful Life. And, um, you know, it just drew me again back to what we believe about Jesus and the mm. narratives we believe. And I guess I asked, actually, Ray and I were just chatting about it. The question I asked at, in the tagline of my email to Ray about the show today was, what narrative is your North Star? So really, what directs you? What do you believe about the one who made you? Uh, how do you worship that, that God you believe? And, and what does that say to you about your life, your direction, how you're thankful? We're going to try and weave all of that together. Um, but the scripture actually that, I, you know, Dave said to me, well, this kind of feels like it's going to be a Christmas show. Um, but it's not. Um, uh, no Christmas music. No this Christmas morning, music okay. this morning. Yeah, we're not doing the yeah. Christmas Eve show. Um, but I did pull verses from Matthew two because, as 
I was thinking about what do I believe about Christ? And, and in our journey at More Than Enough, when we teach our clients in the, some of our workshops, we talk about the narrative. We talk about the story. What's your story? Life is full of story and narratives. And the Bible is a huge story of mm -hmm. God's um, redemption, his love. There's all kinds of themes in that, in that book. And so we're just going to pick a little bit on a on a financial theme then, you know, picking up a little bit on that, right? So, well, we're going to be, well, if you could see my face. Uh, Rev, Rev shaking her head. What are you talking about, Dave? No, we're that's gonna, We're going to touch fine. I mean, if, okay, but listen, hey, if you read my book that's yes. coming out this fall, you would know that it's not about the money and it's about our relationship. As Christ followers, mm -hmm. our finances are directly related to what we believe about God and what God says. So this whole show is about giving thanks and worshiping that one. But are we actually worshiping who we we say he is? And and here I thought this was going to be a little bit of a transition from the North Star to the rainbow to the pot of gold. And then we can talk about money. No! Because sure, that's what we believe, no! right? It's just, hey, yeah. we just follow the... Follow the right path, and we will get to the pot of gold, and then our life will be great. Yeah, except Jesus is our pot of gold, so that's another story. Okay, okay I'm going to so, read Matthew 2, verses 1, uh, maybe just verse, uh, I don't know what verse it is. I have it written down, just a second. Um, so, Jesus was born in Bethlehem, and after he was born in Bethlehem, in, uh, in Bethlehem of Judea, in the days of Herod the king, behold, wise men came from the east. And they came to Jerusalem. As we know, if you live in our culture, you would know about the Magi. And you might even know about January 6th, which is Epiphany, when in our church calendar, that's when they say they arrived to see Jesus. And they asked, where is the one who has been born king of the Jews? We saw his star when it rose and have come to worship him. So I just, when I was thinking about this show, I'm like, that's a brilliant question. Um, and, and, and the line, where is the one who is born king of the Jews? We have seen his star and have come to worship him. So tying it to our financial journey, tying Christ to our financial journey, you know, we, I guess the reason I thought of it is, do we really, you know, God says he's our provider. Jesus says we can trust him. In Matthew 6, there's all kinds of things that tells us, don't worry about tomorrow. You know, look at the birds. Your father cares for you and loves you. So my question then, I guess today is, do we believe that he really is our provider? What is the narrative we're believing about the one Jesus points us to? I mean, we've talked about Jesus can be our North Star. But Jesus came to direct us into the presence of Abba. You know, God was saying, here's the star. Jesus is born. Here's the star. Follow the star and come and worship. So are, who are we worshiping? Or what version of God are we worshiping? I know there's maybe too deep for us on a Friday yes. morning at nine. But I don't, like, do you guys hear what I'm trying to ask? Maybe I'm not being clear. I don't know. Ray, help us. <laughs> well, I think your, your, um, your friend who wrote this book, The Good and Beautiful Life, James Brian Smith, he, he makes an interesting comment in the quote you sent to me. He said, do we see God as an angry accountant frowning on us and would love us if only we were good enough 
in that narrative, we'll see how we live or how we see Jesus. And I thought, I mean, it's interesting to put it in that terminology. I'm not sure we would say we think of him as an accountant, but I think sometimes we may see him as uh, having the big stick out and do we need to perform? And I think what you're saying, um, as I hear you talking, Rebecca, is just that whole sense of Father's there waiting for us. His arms are open to embrace us. And sometimes our narrative, those things that we keep allowing ourselves to think about that really actually don't fit with who he is and his character and his heart and the way he thinks, whereas Jesus moved with the people, um, they kind of put a distance between us. And, and in that place, suddenly realizing he wants us to just come into place and recognize who he is, or discover, I think, discover who he is, is what really stirs my heart. Because I well, think, um, as I just keep walking my journey, I, I, some days I just think, like this morning, I woke up with such an excitement in my heart. Lord, what is he going to show me today? What is it that you have for me? I want to see it. Um, and let uh, not the other things kind of confuse me or distract me. If that makes any sense. Well, if we go back to the quote, because I'll, I'll read more around it, because I, I think that's why I had sent it to you. You know, you know one of the principles in, in the series that um, Brian Smith writes about is, um, or James Brian Smith writes about, is that he said this, if we, that we live at the mercy of our ideas and our narratives. What we think determines how we live. If we think God is an angry accountant, this is what you said already, is an angry accountant frowning on us and would love us if only we were good enough, that narrative will be seen in how we live. And then he goes on and um, he talks about um, that the key to beginning a good and beautiful life is to adopt the narratives of Jesus. What did he say and what was he thinking about Jesus or about his father? What did he say and how did he act out his obedience? You know, if we look at what we say we believe about God, right? Oh, he's good. He provides. But then let's take that into our homes and actually say, well, how much, how much of that are we living out of? Do we live out of that grace that, you know what? Ah, I blew it with my finances this week, but I can go to the father and ask him to help me find a solution now because he's grace. Because he's forgiving. I can repent and say, ah, I just realized I was, you know, do we believe that we can go to him with all of the mistakes we make and all of the victories and know that he doesn't love us any more or any less? And sometimes I guess, I guess I feel like my journey the last 20 years of my life has been uncovering what I say I believe and then, but actually what I believe and bringing those two together because what i say i believe growing up in a great beautiful mennonite evangelical tradition i i can't i i think i've spent my life trying to um live out of the truth and discover well what who is god and who who are we and who am i in light of this grace and love and what does that mean for our finances since we're a financial mm -hmm. show well, and I, I actually was, uh, as you were talking about that, Rev, I was thinking it goes kind of a step backwards to that in being thankful that, that 
God actually wrote down a lot of things that will help us to make the mis- to to avoid the mistakes that that potentially we're going to make. So he says, you know, things like, um, you know, let's work generosity into our finances. What does that look like? Um, and how does that how is that accomplished? Or you know, looking after our neighbor and saying, you know, um, that's one of the principles that when we say, okay, I'm just going to actually just do what the father says because he wrote it down. Um, and there's again, grace and thankful for this, that he is, has already told us he's going to supply all, all that we need to accomplish his will here on earth. And so let's, let's go for that. And, and let's again, believe that those things are actually true. Um, and hopefully avoid some of those mistakes. But when they happen, then there's the grace that God gives us to go, oh, okay. And guess what? There's grace as well there. But Ray, don't you think that it matters a little bit that if he's telling us all these biblical principles about how to handle our money, that we actually trust him because we know who he is. Like we trust who he is. And if he said, like, it would be like Dave, you know, telling our kids, you know, you, you better love your mother, but then, I don't know, that's a really bad analogy. Well, I was just thinking, how many times don't we, especially in the area of finances, don't we go to a financial professional or don't we go and, and ask their advice? And we go and do that, and then we go, oh, no, well, I kind of didn't like that. And then we don't do the advice or we don't do what has been in it. I mean, but if we don't, if we let me, don't, let me finish. Let me finish. Let me finish this one more. Let me finish. <laughs> you know, and, and that's a person, right? Like that's a person giving advice. But when the God of the universe, who who is all that the God of the universe is, writes it down and says, "This is how you should live," then you know. Maybe but if we, we think he's an angry accountant, don't you think we might behave the same way? But our relationship with God is going to be different. We're either relating to an angry accountant or a gracious, loving father. Okay, right. Now you can tell. Better referee. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, I keep going back to that whole comment about your North Star and the narrative. Because as, as you know, that example Dave was just talking about, you know, God's word has all kinds of principles around money. And um, those could be our markers and our North Stars that help shape our narrative. But how much do we allow life or experience or disappointments actually shape the narratives? And so they dilute, actually, and we get off track when actually he's provided, in some senses, that North Star. Those things that are our guidelines, our guideposts to help direct us. Um, I don't know if that makes sense. but um, And if we do that, then we discover more and more of who he is in his heart. Yeah, and, and I, you know, I, I go back to that little comment I made in, in the bitter beginning, a little bit in jest. You know, if if the destination is a pot of gold, then you know we're going to follow the rainbow wherever it leads. Um, and we know how elusive that is, right? I mean, that's that's the. But if if the you know the nar- in a sense, the North Star is God Himself. If you were saying, you know what, that's that's. Just like the, um, the, the wise man who came from far away following the star to find the king of the Jews, to find God himself. And, uh, you know, I'm always blown away when we read that to go, well, how many other, like, millions of people 
had the opportunity to see that star and follow. And we don't know how many wise men were there, but a handful of people, right, that actually said, wait a minute, we recognize the star, we recognize the meaning of it. And that star was in the sky for all to see, right? And so, you know, it's a little bit the same way. We have the scripture, we can all read it. How do we interpret it? And then how do we respond to it? Do we allow those principles and those, those things that are around money to lead us to God, to bring us into the presence of God? Or are we chasing something else, right? Um, using the principle to, to get the pot of gold. Those are some questions, right? I, I guess it also to tie in the worship piece, you know, at Thanksgiving now, you know, we spend time and hopefully around the table, we can express our thanks in all kinds of ways. There, there's a great idea on Pinterest now or whatever. You get a pumpkin and a, a Sharpie pen and you write, everyone writes on the pumpkin um, over Thanksgiving weekend, all the things we're thankful for. And it's a little bit of a fun thing. Um, but in our thankfulness, are we coming to worship? I keep going back to that question or that statement that Wiseman made. We saw his star when it rose and have come to worship him. And do you see the star of, of God, that North Star rising above your life, directing you? And this Thanksgiving, are you coming to worship him? Or like Ray had said, I don't know if he said it on here or to us this morning, you know, where you're, we're not getting distracted by all the, the other glittery things in the world or all the hard things right now, because it's pretty hard for some of us on all kinds of levels with all kinds of financial issues and health issues and, 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 and. But are we allowing ourselves to look up to see his star rising above us because his star is risen over us? and and come to worship him and and come to worship him and even if we know god a smidgen even if we know only a few things about him if even if we come and we today you've heard that phrase yeah i consider god an angry accountant i just feel like i have to do all these things i have to give my tithe and it's become duty and not joy then maybe this weekend is a time to sit and say, you know what? I don't want to live this way anymore. I want to be like the Magi who will, who will give up everything and bring the treasure of our lives to Christ. And I like, I don't know. I just feel like, you know, I may be weary this morning, but maybe there are a few of us out there that are also weary and you can come in your weariness. You can come in your financial weariness. We know all about that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I don't know if that triggers anything in you, Ray. Or you know, I I was sharing with uh, Dave and Red prior to the program that as I googled quickly the North Star, the slaves used the North Star as their guide to get to freedom in the North. And I thought, what a picture it is for us. Because they needed to be tenacious, they had to um, face the elements, the weather, all kinds of conditions, hide most of the day, travel at night, um, dogs, hounds running after them. But they had a tenaciousness to keep pushing through because they knew freedom was at the end of their journey. And, And in some senses, they think, Lord, sometimes... 
we get caught up in the narratives in our thinking that discourage us and um, we give up uh, because we have a sense of failure. And, and Jesus has made a way for that place of freedom for us in every area of our life, including our finances. And whatever it is we may be encountering and struggling in the hardships, um, you know, whether that's incredible debt load or bankruptcy or lost job or health, um, that doesn't change who Jesus is. He is still there. He's still seated on the throne. He still loves us. He has still given us the victory and opened the way for freedom in a whole different capacity. And how we just need to hold steady sometimes and not give in to the emotions or the narratives um, that actually sometimes can um, sideline us or take us in the ditch. And how in that place, just the thanksgiving that he's made a way and um, even if we're tired, we can just say, thank you, Lord, because mm-hmm. you're faithful. I may not experience it right in this moment, but I know because your word says that I see it over and over. And in eternity, I'm going to spend that whole time with you because mm-hmm. you've made a way. And I, you know, I think it goes back to the focus we've been talking about lately, Ray, um, just in our friendship with you. And, and that is. This is the season to worship Jesus. Mm. You know, we don't have to wait for Christmas to come at like the Magi and have Christmas and celebrate his birth and all that. You know, you can, we can do it today. We can do it in every moment and to focus on the gift of what he's given us. And it's the gift of his life. It's the gift of his kingdom. It's the gift of um, Gethsemane. You know, the gift of, of sharing in, in our sufferings and us sharing in his. It's the gift of, um, you know, all that he went through in his body, um, all the rejection, all the spitting, all the misunderstanding, all the, all of it, all of his obedience, all of his, um, his tears, all of his laughter, you know, all of his life that he gave while he walked those 33 years. We can, we can jump outside of ourselves. And we can look at him in this season, in this Thanksgiving weekend, whether we have plenty or little, um, and, and give thanks to him and worship him for who he is. He is that redeemer and deliverer. He is the one who comes alongside us. You know, I go back to that Hebrews 13 verse a lot. You know, God has said, you know, go, don't give in to the love of money. It's Hebrews 13 verse 5. I'm paraphrasing it. But be content with what you have, for I have told you, I won't leave you or forsake you. You know, and then you say, who am I to say anything? But he is my helper. You know, he he's with me. And that is the great, the great gift, even in adversity, that he hasn't left our side. And I guess that's why all of these thoughts have been rumbling around me, because I think this is really important for us as the church in the midst of our financial struggles, even to worship, to worship, even in our financial um, victories, even in our financial. Yeah. And I I was, I was thinking, and and the journey there, it it may not actually be terribly easy or, you know, you might have to pull your, your soul kicking and streaming into (laughs) that, 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 that part of worship. I mean, again, going back to the Magi, I mean, there was a journey, and I don't know if it was arduous or not, but it certainly was a disruption of their life. They, they, they put 
everything down. They didn't have cell phones. They couldn't connect back home, <laughs> right? You know, all of mm-hmm. that. They, they, and they journeyed to worship him because it was that important. It was that, I mean, I mean, yeah. again, we don't know if the interaction was a couple of days or if it was a couple of hours that they actually came and worshiped Christ. Uh, but the reality is, is it was a small amount of time compared to the, the journey that it took them to get there following the North Star. And so, so, you know, maybe that's the encouragement and maybe that's something practical as we come to near the end of the show here is just to say, you know, we know we're all on that journey. We, we all know. And, and our encouragement from Ray and Reb and myself is just to, to keep going, to keep following the star because, uh, you know, Jesus worshiping him, that destination is worth it. Uh, it's that, you know, it a hundred percent is going to fill you up and you won't be disappointed. And, and that may, that journey may be, I got up this morning in a bad mood and I listened to Ray and Dave and Reb and now I'm in a, an attitude of worship and it might have been that small a journey or it may be much longer uh, and, and you're, you're working through some issues or there's, there's some financial things and you're like, okay, I'm just going to keep following and, uh, and, and coming close to the Father and drawing close and, and seeing him for who he is in, the, in how Christ reveals him, even through scripture, uh, even through you know, the interaction with uh, the fellow believers. So. So, Ray, how do you, when you are in a low place or you're feeling insecure about your finances, what, it, what is one thing you can encourage listeners to do to bring yourself into worship, to really refocus on the North Star of Christ? I think sometimes for me, it starts with actually making a decision, um, and the decision to actually worship him. And um, I take the moment, David did that in the Psalms, where he actually just took his time to just nurture his soul. And those are times where I will suddenly say, you know what, I'm pretty down here. I'll just begin to say, thank you, Lord. And it may be very simple things. Thank you, Lord, for my office. Thank you for the sunshine outside, for a bird that just popped by. It's very simple. But I know that if I do that for a few minutes, it suddenly shifts my perspective. Um, and I was just thinking as I heard the two of you talking, you know, just open up your Bible, go to Isaiah 6 or to Revelations 4, I think it is, you know, where Isaiah and John had a glimpse of what's going on in heaven. And it's all about worship around the throne. And um, sometimes we just need to remind ourselves of those things. So I would say, you know, there's two practical things, but I know um, just making the t- point of just saying thank you to the Lord usually shifts my, my emotions. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's a really, I, you know, and you've got to start somewhere. You might fumble along. Um, there's another phrase that, you know, is the Jesus prayer, Lord Jesus Christ, Son of God, have mercy on me, a sinner. And sometimes when you're so low, that's all you can say or all you can think. And it's just crying out to the Lord as well. Um, it's it's part of us just coming and making that that turn towards the North Star. And I, I guess that's, we just, I mean, all of us, the three of us are just really, um, I just want to encourage you because we know how important this is to do in this season. And we urge you, uh, our brothers and sisters who are listening, um, to take time to thank him and worship him. Mm-hmm. And maybe we can just end with that prayer. Lord Jesus Christ, Son of God, have mercy on us, um, a sinner 
and uh, I don't. How does that end? Right? It is a death sinner, but I always add saved by grace. A sinner saved by grace. I always add that because that's more. Yeah, I want to end on the positive note. Of, okay. Well, I will end on that positive note. We're so. redeemed, and we are come to worship Him. We've His star has rose, and we have come to worship. Amen. And so, you know, thank you for joining us. Thank you for for thank, uh, worshiping and, and being thankful with us. And we we just want to extend a blessing from, from God above to you, from us, through us, and pray that you have a great Thanksgiving and join us next week when we talk money. Let's Talk Money is a division of More Than Enough Financial Fitness, where God is transforming hearts and bringing hope for today and freedom for tomorrow. For more information or to comment on today's show, please visit morethanenough.ca.